One Night in the Morgue Changed My Life. Written by Black Rose Reads. Narrated by Black Rose Reads. Funny how life works out. What you plan for yourself is never how your life turns out. But I guess that isn't always a bad thing. I used to work as a security officer at a hospital a long time ago. I was in my early 20s in college going to school for journalism. In my security job, I was to do patrols around the hospital campus, which had a bunch of different buildings and clinics. Since I worked the night shift, I had to go to the loading dock next to the morgue on a regular basis. One night as I was getting close to the loading dock, I felt really creepy vibes. It was like there was something spooky in the air around me. I couldn't shake the feeling that someone or something evil was watching me from the shadows. I took a deep breath and walked towards the door that connected the loading dock and the morgue. I had to check out the narrow hall on the other side as part of my patrol. The door had a small window, so I peeked through it. When I looked through the window, my heart skipped a beat. I saw this weird, black, ribbon-like thing floating in the dimly lit corridor. At first I thought I was imagining things, but then I wondered why I would be hallucinating in the first place when I'd not been drinking or taking any drugs as most of my college classmates were apt to do. Had someone slipped something into my drink when I was on break? No, I was lucid. I determined that very quickly. The black thing looked so strange, like something out of a low-budget movie with bad special effects. It was pulsating and writhing, casting an eerie aura around it. The temperature in that area had suddenly gone chill as if all the warmth in my body had been drained instantly. The apparition just hovered there without moving for what felt like forever, but it was probably just five seconds or so. And then, all of a sudden, it vanished into thin air, leaving me completely shocked. At first I wasn't sure if I should tell anyone about what I saw, but then I remembered my co-workers sharing their own stories of weird stuff happening. I had not believed them until now. I'd chalked up their stupid stories to a sort of hazing the new person kind of ritual, but I realized right then, they'd been dead serious. I quickly radioed the other security officers to let them know what had happened. The other two guys were pretty somber. I expected to be made fun of, but their reaction had been more like, we told you so. The patrol of the morgue was included in our responsibilities, and in the past week, there had been a bunch of sudden and violent deaths at an adjacent construction site that had everyone on edge. The circumstances surrounding those deaths were really strange and unsettling. The incident in the hallway made me feel even more uneasy. It felt like there was some creepy force lurking in the hospital. After that, I became super anxious, and every patrol I did was nerve-wracking. Night after night, I was on edge, constantly looking over my shoulder half expecting to see that freaky apparition again. Every little sound or flickering light made me jump. I couldn't sleep properly because I kept having nightmares about shadowy figures. One night, I even had a night terror where I thought that apparition was in my room. In a half-awake and half-asleep state, it was slowly moving towards my bed. I was petrified. I wasn't sure if I was frozen because of fear or because it was just a bad dream. 
Then suddenly I woke up and realized it was something like a night terror slash sleep paralysis, which I'd never been prone to before. One evening, as I was passing by the morgue, I couldn't resist the urge to investigate further. I thought maybe if I could confront my fear and see that there was nothing there, then I'd be able to sleep better. I cautiously opened the door, feeling a sense of dread. The hall looked normal, even boring. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. But as I got closer, a cold gust of wind blew by, and the lights nearby flickered and went out. I panicked and stumbled backwards, scrambling to get out of there. The whole corridor was engulfed in darkness, and it felt like the light had been sucked away. Finally, with a surge of adrenaline, I managed to slam the door shut behind me, barricading myself away from whatever evil was in there. I was sweating like crazy as I leaned against the door, trying to catch my breath. I never went near that morgue hallway again, and I quit that job soon after. The memories of that night and the weird things I saw still haunt me. As time went on, I couldn't shake off the effects of that terrifying encounter. The hospital started getting a bad reputation with people talking about strange things happening. It was almost like the spirits of the dead were taking revenge on the living. Former colleagues shared chilling stories of doors slamming shut on their own, whispers echoing through empty corridors, and a constant feeling of being watched and dread throughout the building. Some even claimed to have seen apparitions similar to the one I saw that night. The hospital management actually started to get concerned that all the buzz from the employees was creating bad press on social media and such. One nurse quit and went to a local newspaper and had a story written. I'm unsure if the management did this to quell the bad press or to actually alleviate that ramped up activity, but they were alleged to have hired a priest and a paranormal investigative team to come in and take care of the issue. I had my doubts about them actually doing this. They seemed like a typical corporate system. The supposed team did their best and couldn't find any logical explanations for the supernatural events that plagued the hospital. Meanwhile, the number of sudden and unexplainable deaths kept increasing in and around the town, expanding outward from the radius of the hospital at the center focal point. Within the hospital, both patients and staff members were falling victim to strange accidents and unexplained illnesses. The hospital no longer seemed to be a place of security and hope. Rather, it became a place of fear and despair, with sadness and darkness lingering in every corner. Eventually, the hospital closed because people were more willing to drive twice the distance to the facility a town over than to go to the one in their own backyard. Years passed for me, and I moved away from the town and the haunted hospital, but I can never really shake that experience. It was always in the back of my mind, nagging me. Fate would bring me back. I had a daytime journalist job writing boring local reviews and political pieces, but by night I was somewhat of an amateur paranormal journalist under a secret pen name. The small blog I worked part-time for wanted me to cover the same town and hospital that I'd grown up in. I didn't want to tell them I was from there. Quite frankly, I was surprised they'd even heard of that place since it was so small and obscure, but somehow it fell on their radar and I was asked to cover a story with the paranormal team. It was a weekend trip. I didn't know what to expect when we got there, 
but it was certainly nothing like the busy place I remembered. It had turned into a desolate, abandoned space as people tried to escape the growing malevolence. Now sitting in ruins, it was creepier than ever. As I ventured deeper into the heart of the hospital, the air grew colder, and an eerie silence surrounded me. The hallways were filled with broken equipment, discarded medical supplies, and remnants of a once-thriving institution. It felt suffocating, like the walls themselves held the weight of immense suffering. The team split off, and being an odd number in my group, I foolishly went my own way, alone. I guess I wanted to know for myself if my youthful memory had just conjured more details than the experience actually produced, or if there was really an evil within these walls that logic couldn't explain. I continued on, slowly making my way down the halls. In the distance, a faint, flickering light caught my attention, beckoning me forward. I followed its feeble glow, unable to resist its pull. I had a sense of dread fill me as I realized quickly where it was leading me. It led me straight to the morgue, the epicenter of the hospital's descent into darkness. Pushing open the creaky doors, I stepped into a chamber shrouded in shadows. The air reeked of mold and decay, and a palpable sense of malevolence clung to every surface. It was there, amidst rows of cold metal slabs, that I got my answer. The dark outline of a spirit materialized. It looked like any other man you might see walking down the street except for two distinct differences. One, he was an apparition, and two, his body was crushed and bleeding from what looked like a horrific accident. I was about to run when he stretched out a hand in a pleading way. I suddenly felt sorry for him. His eyes were sad. Don't mistake my moment of pause to mean I wasn't terrified. I still was. I held my ground and didn't move. Then he just faded. I stood there stunned. It was a very different experience from the first. I realized something then. These spirits here lingered because they were trapped between realms, their ethereal forms yearning for release from the hospital's twisted fate. I could see how his eyes gleamed with a profound sadness, silently pleading for freedom from his eternal torment. In that moment, I understood that what I had witnessed was not an isolated incident. It was a glimpse into the haunted past of the hospital, a reflection of the suffering and tragedy that had unfolded within these walls. There had to be a tragedy, but what was it that caused these spirits to be trapped? And how many were there? Overwhelmed by a deep sorrow and an acute awareness of our mortality, I made a solemn promise to honor the spirits' silent plea. I vowed to uncover the mystery of why this place had suffered such wounds and spiritual scars. Leaving the morgue behind, the weight of the spirits' anguish clung to me, seeping into my very being. The dark secrets of the hospital had become a part of my soul, which had forever altered the course of my life. I immersed myself in research, scouring archives and consulting any and all paranormal experts I could find. The more I discovered, the darker the truth became. It turned out that the hospital had been built on top of a tragic building accident that occurred in the 1900s when the first foundations of the building were being laid. 
The first incarnation of the hospital had been built in 1930. It was nearly ripped down to the studs to make way for progress. In the 70s, a newer building had been constructed, but the history of the site had been well buried and covered up in the archives of the local library and some local historians' private basement files as well. Because the incident happened in the 1930s, the foreman didn't want to lose his job. The company was already suffering financial loss, so when five men died early morning on the job from oversight of rushed construction, he covered it up. It was three brothers and two hired hands from a neighboring town. The three brothers had no family to speak of, and the hired hands had no local interest, so the foreman thought it would be easy to make up a story about their disappearance and let it go. However, friends of the brothers and family of the hired men started to grow concerned. The foreman's story, saying they'd high-tailed and run away, wasn't quite adding up. But by this point, concrete had already covered the bodies of several men. At least, that's what was being speculated. Other workers suspected this had been the fate of their five co-workers because they had reported an awful smell that had been wafting up from the hardening concrete in the days after their disappearance. The foreman already had a reputation of being a shrewd and evil man with connections to even more shrewd and evil politicians. The other workers, not wanting to lose their jobs during a time when jobs were scarce, talked only amongst themselves. Rumors were recorded in journals and letters, but there was no official record of an investigation or confirmation that they did in fact die on site. It became all too obvious to me that the restless spirits of those interred within the ground had been awake and active for nearly a century. Now their anguished souls were haunting these halls seeking retribution for the injustice of their deaths. Further research led me to legends and folklore intertwined with the hospital's history, revealing tales of ancient curses and malevolent forces that had plagued the land for centuries. It became clear that the hospital's location was no coincidence. It had unwillingly become a battleground between the living and the dead. Armed with this newfound knowledge, I sought out a group of paranormal investigators renowned for their expertise in cleansing haunted locations. Together, we formed a plan to confront the entities that had taken hold of the hospital. On a moonless night, we gathered at the entrance of the hospital, our hearts filled with a mix of fear and determination. Armed with sacred relics and ancient incantations, we ventured into the dark abyss. As we made our way through the desolate hallways, an electric energy seemed to crackle in the air. The spirits, aware of our presence, stirred their presence growing stronger with each step. It was as if whispers filled the empty spaces, sending shivers down our spines as if the very walls themselves whispered ancient incantations. Guided by our intuition and knowledge, we reached the morgue once again. This time, however, I was equipped to confront the restless and vengeful entities that had haunted this hospital for far too long. Taking our positions, we formed a protective circle, invoking rituals to summon and communicate with the restless spirits. Their anguished cries echoed through the chamber, intertwining with our incantations creating a symphony of sorrow and hope. Through our collective efforts, we offered solace and understanding to the tormented souls. We heard their unspoken stories of loss and injustice, their pain etched into the spectral visages. 
There was confusion mixed with resistance at first. They were unaware of what our purpose was, but with each passing moment, their energy began to shift, transforming from anguish to acceptance. As the final incantation reverberated throughout the morgue, a blinding light burst forth, illuminating the chamber. In that radiant glow, the spirits began to ascend, their forms gradually dissipating into the ethereal realm. It was a bittersweet moment for me, a release from their suffering and a farewell to the world they had left behind. As the last spirit faded from view, I realized it was the visage of the man I'd seen in the morgue on my most previous visit. His face was now a painting of peace and rest. A profound stillness settled over the morgue. The malevolence that had once gripped the hospital had dissipated, replaced by an eerie calm. We had succeeded in bringing peace to the tormented souls and liberating the hospital from its haunted past. The structure was never revitalized into another operation of business again, and perhaps that was for the best. However, for me, my journey was far from over. The hospital's haunted legacy had become intertwined with my own, and I felt a profound responsibility to ensure that such unseen injustices could be rectified if possible in other similar scenarios. What was once a part-time hobby now became a lifelong mission, I dedicated myself to studying the occult, honing my abilities to sense and ward off supernatural entities. I established a network of fellow believers, working tirelessly to identify and neutralize paranormal threats in various locations around the world. The hospital's story became a cautionary tale, shared among supernatural enthusiasts and those who seek to uncover the mysteries of the supernatural. It served as a reminder of the unseen forces that can lurk in the shadows, waiting to be awakened. As long as there are haunted places and restless spirits, I suppose you might just find me there. Well, Rosebuds, I hope you enjoyed this creepypasta. There is a real-life encounter that inspired this story, which I'll share in a moment. First, I wanted to address a small change for the channel. For a little while, I'm going to experiment with focusing more on longer content, specifically fiction, and set aside the Ghost Tales Factor Fiction episodes for just a little while. Alright, so the truth in this story came from another YouTuber's coverage of a haunted facility. I'm sure many of you have heard of bedtime stories. If you haven't, you can check out this episode that I have linked in the description, which covers this theater in Tulong in the Philippines, where a horrific construction accident occurred. And there was a cover-up by the authorities, so it wouldn't delay construction. And now the facility is severely haunted. So I really liked this and wanted to write a fictional creepypasta from it. This story was inspired by their content, so go check it out. If you enjoyed this... Let me know in the comments what you liked and what you didn't, and share it with a friend. That's a wrap, Rosebuds. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care, and stay creepy.